Welcome to the Renew Life Church podcast. No matter what situation we find ourselves facing, we know that God wants to speak clearly to us. So wherever you're listening from today, we want to thank you for being here. Grab a cup of coffee and join us as we tune in to our Sunday conversation. Y'all came to church today. You glad you're here? Man, me too. My name's Cody. I am the campus pastor for the Midland campus. Super excited about what God is doing. If you haven't noticed, God is moving. Are you under a rock if you haven't noticed? The answer, I'll answer it for you, is yes. Yes, you, yes, you are. I'm excited about today. Today's a, a significant day. It's a significant day because Jesus made this day. It's a significant day because Jesus actually went before us to this day so that this day could actually happen. So that the things that happened in worship could happen, so that the things that happened in ministry time could actually happen. Jesus prepared today just like today was prepared. Jesus is interested in the details of your life. This is also a significant day because this is the last day that marks the end of the season of us being in this theater and us crossing over into what God has next. It's a significant day. This is a day that we have been waiting for. We've met in this building for seven years. Seven years we have been looking forward to a day like today. And it's here. There were some things that came up in our pre-service meeting and, and they just kind of were amazing, just laughable things that God just does. And, and we're starting our service, our first service, our first event, our grand opening in the new building is on October 8th. Eight is the number for new beginnings. God is doing something significant and he's doing something that is new. Amazing things have happened in this building. I don't know how long you've been here, but I don't, I know that I've been here and I've got to see an amazing group of things happen. Heaven has invaded this place regularly every time that we've come and met. His word is true. Where two or more are gathered in my name, so will I be in their midst. We've seen bodies healed in this room today. We've seen relationships restored in this room. We've seen families restored in this room. We have heard words spoken that have come to pass that have true significance happen in this room. We have seen wombs that were said to be closed forever be opened after praying in this room and there are babies downstairs in our nursery right now that are subject to the word that was released in this room. Amazing things have happened in this room. Amazing things have happened in this room. We've seen God show up time and time again in this room. What a mighty seven years it's been. But I want you to understand that this season is, it's almost like today is the day that's marking how we've carried a baby all of this time. We've carried this baby to full term and it's time for us to deliver. It's time for delivery day. You know, if we, we were actually outgrowing this building and if, and if we were to stay here in this season or in this building any longer, we would be delaying the thing that God is wanting to birth in the inside of our new life church. Today is a day that marks the full term. 
We're fixing to get to walk in the delivery and walk in the fruition of all that God has promised. We've been carrying a promise. And if you've been here for any amount of time, you've been carrying it too. If you've walked in any of these doors with expectation, you have actually joined us in carrying the thing that God has birthed on the inside of this ministry. Thank you. Thank you for caring. Thank you for carrying weight. You're significant to what God is doing in this house. I just feel like we should pray before we go any further. Lord, I'm just honored. Honored to be, honored to be here. Honored to be considered son. Honored to be called son. Honored to get to lead people every single day into something that is far greater than what we could ever ask, think, hope, or even imagine. God, you make no mistakes, and I thank you that you have purposed something on the inside of this ministry. You have purposed something on the inside of every person sitting in these pews or these chairs. We don't have pews. That's old. We're new. Lord, I thank you. That's why we're called Renew Life Church, because we don't have pews. We have chairs. But you're doing something new, God. You're a fun God. You're a powerful God. I pray that for the next few minutes that we could just tap into your word, that we could tap into you, that we would walk away out of this room with something that we could lay hold on that actually produces something in our life that changes it forever. Thank you for all these things. In Jesus' name, amen. There's more in our future. Come on, tap your neighbor and say you were created for more. Now tell them tell like you believe it. You were created for more. Oh, y'all ain't, y'all, ain't, y'all ain't doing it. Y'all ain't even doing it. You ain't doing it the way that I want you to do it. I'm saying tap your neighbor and say, you're created for more. Say, I was created for more. And I'm gonna see more. God is a God of more. God is a God of, of more than what you've seen. We have heard some words, we have grown in some places, we have done some things, but there is something more that is on the horizon. Because God is a God of more. But what I have to tell you about more, because more is exciting. If I were to take a poll and ask you to raise your hand and say, who wants more? Every hand would raise. And if your hand doesn't raise, you're the person that was under the rock a while ago. Every hand would go up. We all want something more. But what I have to tell you is that more from God comes with a little bit of pressure. More from God comes with some friction. More from God comes with some agitation. We don't want that, but we want more. I'm telling you this, Galatians chapter six, verse nine, it says, and let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. More is on the horizon, but there's some pressure coming with more. Now, I just want you to understand that if you're connected to the Father, you are designed to withstand, you are designed to excel, and you are designed to move forward through pressure. I I was reading a story, and I wasn't going to go here, but I'm going to go here. I I was reading this story, and I I love things like this, nature. I love when God speaks through nature and animals and things like that. But there was a guy in Colorado, and he was observing 
from the top of a mountain. Um, his place, his ranch, it, it, it kind of like split the east and the west, the, the eastern plains of, of Colorado and the western Rockies. And, and he was noticing that there was a group of cows and there's a group of buffaloes. And what he noticed that when a storm come over the Rockies, the cows all responded a certain way. The cows instantly would see the storm clouds rolling in. They would start running to the east as fast as they could. Well, cows don't run fast. So eventually the storm that they're running from actually would catch them. And they would stay in the storm longer than they were supposed to have stayed in the storm. What he noticed was that the buffalo would see the same storm coming and they would run straight at the storm. They're like, what a dumb buffalo. Actually a genius buffalo. Buffalo understands that if it runs at the storm, it gets through the storm faster. The buffalo understands that there is something inside of me, there is something inside my herd that if I go at this hard thing really fast and I'm aggressive against it, that I will get through it faster. All the while, sometimes we just decide to just be the cow and just keep running. Like, I'm just running. I'm not as wet as I was yesterday, but I'm still wet. I'm just running. All the while, the buffalo says, I'm going forward. You were designed because God is on the inside of you to go forward. You are created to withstand pressure. Pressure. I was praying this morning and the Lord showed me, he reminded me of, of, of jalapenos. Anybody like jalapenos in the room? Yeah, we're talking about all the good things today. Cows and buffaloes and jalapenos and God. And... <laughs> but but, but what, he was, what he was reminding me of is why a jalapeno gets so hot. The ingredient in a hot pepper or a jalapeno, which gives them the zing that they have, is called cap, uh, capsaicin. And it's referred to as the pepper's natural defense mechanism. So when a jalapeno plant is stressed because of a lack of water, the capsaicin increases resulting in hotter peppers. The more stress that you put a jalapeno plant into, the hotter the result of the peppers or the seed gets hotter. It grows a hotter pepper. And I feel like you should know this morning that if you're under pressure and you're under stress, and you're connected to the vine, which is Jesus, you will come out hotter and more potent than you ever have been before. Exactly. Whatever that sound was, exactly that. We went to San Antonio for some vacation, and uh, we stayed at this resort, and so we ate at the same restaurant a bunch of times, and I'm not a huge jalapeno person. Normally, if I'm with someone that likes them, I'll ask you know, are they hot or not before I eat them? Because I have had meals ruined because of jalapenos because I'm that weak. And uh, anyway, so this jalapeno comes out with, with some, uh, some dip and some queso. And I was like, man, those jalapenos look amazing. So I take a little piece of it, I put it on my chip, and I dip it in queso. And it wasn't hot. And I was like, dude, this is, this is so good. I ate the whole jalapeno. So next night, we go back to the same restaurant. Come on. So I was like, oh, yes, another jalapeno. I didn't, even, I didn't even think about it. Same thing, dipped it in the same kind of dip. Blew me up big time. <laughs> I was in a bind. The kids are laughing, Stacy's laughing, I'm crying. My eyes are watering, I'm drinking everybody's water at the table. 
like the waitress comes over. She's like, are you okay? Do you need some milk? And I'm like, leave me alone. I'm fine. I'm a man. I can deal with this. Eventually, I'll get through it. This goes on for solid 10 minutes of nothing but just getting scorched. That, that jalapeno was connected to a vine that went under some stress. A lot of stress. I'm actually pretty sure that that was like a genetically engineered jalapeno. <laughs> but if you're feeling pressure, I just want you to understand that God has, God has got something on the inside of you that is so potent that when the world around you encounters it, they too will be sitting in this room or a room like this because they will not be able to get over the contagiousness of God that is on the inside of you. If I am potent and it doesn't look like God, Lord, let me not be spicy at all. But if it points to you, Lord, give me all the heat I can handle. I was reminded of, uh, of this story and I felt like it was appropriate to tell this, to tell this story. And, and, and I want you to understand as, this, as our ministry is, is shifting seasons, I believe that there's also a lot of people in the room that are shifting seasons too. If we have been carrying something that we've been birthed with, uh, that, that, we've been, that, that was conceived in us and we've carried it to full term and we're actually, actually fixing to give birth to it, I believe that that's also a prophetic picture of some of the things that are happening in people's lives in this room. And so the Lord reminded me of this story and I felt like it was appropriate. But back in like 2016, Stacy, my wife, she's amazing. She's over there. She's actually getting ready to give birth, which is really, really exciting. We're super pumped. We got another little girl on the way. She'll be here in November. But Stacy was given this table. It was a solid wood table. It was sturdy. It was stout. It was big. It was, it was room for six people, and there's a leaf, so you can make it get a bit, little bit bigger, and it came with six chairs. Now, I say that Stacy was given this table because this table was a project. Cody doesn't receive projects. Stacy saw potential, Cody saw work, therefore it was her table. Well, that lasted about zero seconds because I was already behind in the process of needing to refurbish this table for Stacy. And so what I need you to understand about this table is that as strong and as beautiful as it could be, it wasn't. It had a lot of work that needed to be done. There was this stain and I'm like, okay, perfect, I'll, I'll take the stain off with a sander. So I take a sander and I start grinding this sander across the surface of this table and all of a sudden nothing is happening at all. I look at the sandpaper and it's just gummed up. And I'm like, what is this table made of? I go to the store and I buy like kills and I spread kills all over it. All that did was make it look glossy. <laughs> Didn't touch the surface of it. I end up going to the auto parts store and I buy aircraft paint stripper. And I am globbing this stuff on this table and letting it sit in the sun for like 15 to 20 minutes. It starts bubbling. Then I could actually take a scraper, scrape the stain off before I could ever even touch it with a sander. All of the chairs, six of them, and this giant table all had to have the same process done to it. It was one of the worst things I've ever been through in my whole life. I'm trying not to even be dramatic, I'm being honest. <laughs> what I didn't tell you was that I was in the same type of shape as this table at the time. Thank God that he didn't have the same perspective about me that I had on this table. 
See, there is something that was designed in me. There was something in me that was designed for more. But there was something on my surface that was letting the potential of more come out. It was blocking me. It was keeping me from actually receiving all that God had. See, in 2016, I'm not gonna go into great detail, but I was politely um, fired from this ministry. (laughs) We're family. It's all good. I was the youth pastor. There is no shame in this. I was the youth pastor, and it just wasn't working out. Just wasn't doing a good job. And so, like a great leader that Braden is, we made some decisions, and I was gone. Thank God that when you're connected to a great leader and you will get yourself in check, you can have second chances. Can I get an amen, somebody? And so I, uh, I was just in a bind. Uh, the, the, the title is gone. The place in which I go to work was gone. And all of a sudden, I found myself not as hidden in Christ as I thought I was. There was some, some moments where I would have said I didn't even put the keys in the ignition to start the car to get on the journey of discovering identity. This season was just a season where I was like, I don't know, Lord, if I'm gonna get off the couch today. I don't want to. It's easier to stay on the couch because on the couch, I can just not think about anything. It was a season where I'd make deals with God and say, okay, if the pain that I'm dealing with is associated or connected in any way to leading people in the call of ministry on my life, please take away both of them because I don't think I can deal with it. I had considered myself and and counted myself unfit for use. There were some things on the inside of me that were keeping me from receiving all that God had. So I start this process of refinishing this table and as I'm refinishing this table and as I'm working tirelessly, love, it was a lot of work. (laughs) The Lord started speaking to me about Cody, what you're doing to this table and the process in which you're taking this table through, I'm also taking you through too. If you will continue to work on this table, you'll also let me continue to work on you. See, there were things about my finish that looked great from afar. But if you got close, like you got close to this table, you'd see all the nicks and the scratches and the dents and the prides and the insecurities and the hurts and the unforgivenesses and the bitternesses. They were all under the layers. And just like I was going through all of these products to try to get this top layer of stain to relent and bow to me in Jesus' name, (laughs) it finally bowed to aircraft paint strip remover. The Lord was actually putting me through a process. And I would tell, I remember I would tell Braden, I was like, I don't know if I can even do this. I don't know if I can go through the process I'm going through and actually even be in this church. I felt like everything was going and I was getting left behind. It was just a season of really, really, really hard struggle for me. Pressure every single day. But thank God he was willing to work with me. You know, sometimes life is, uh, life is like a dinner table. Well, sometimes we're like a dinner table. Life is lived around a dinner table. Sometimes, you ever felt like life has lived on top of you? <laughs> it's like, I wasn't close to life happening. No, life literally what was this thing and it landed right on top of me. I had just developed some things over the years that were just not quite that shiny, new, 
finish that I had once salvation came and the newness of God had come. Life had happened and it became scratched and it became dull. Anybody ever been there? So I work this table every single day. I work this thing, I, I, I sand on this thing, I prepare this thing all of the time. I would go inside and I'd tell Stacy, this is just a lost cause. Listen, here's what I'm thinking. We take a chainsaw, we cut it up, we got a lot of great firewood. It'll burn hot, I promise. The more gas you put on it, anything will burn hot. It'll, we'll just burn this table. And she'll say, no, no, no. I want this table. This table has potential. There's always a conflicting voice that says, you're too far gone. You should just fold up and quit. And then there's a God that says, no, 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 no. There is too much potential on the inside of you because my son Jesus lives on the inside of you. And if Jesus is in you and you are in him, you have more potential than the world around you. In fact, the world around you is jealous of your God-given potential. That's why you constantly have an attack. But you are made to withstand something. There is something under your surface that a little pressure applied would bring it out. You're worth it. More is on the horizon for you. But pressure is needed to actually bring the thing that is God up to the surface. Listen, I'm not telling you this. I'm not telling you that, that what you have and what you offer and, and what is on the surface of you is bad. That's not what I'm saying. This table, it actually served its purpose just fine. You could sit at this table. You could eat at this table. You could prepare a dinner and you could gather around this table. The table did what it was designed to do in the moment. But it just didn't, it didn't, meet the expectation or the potential that my wife saw inside of it. You might be doing really good living life, but I'm just telling you that there's something inside of you that is designed and destined for greatness. And just because it's good right now doesn't mean that it's great, but there is great things ahead for you. There is more ahead for you. And if you would just say, you know what, God, you can apply anything that you wanna to apply to me if it means that I'm gonna get closer to you and closer to who you said I can be. Braden was praying in ministry time. For those that just want to go the extra mile, that just want to experience the fullness of God, this is what it is about. Proverbs 25, 23 verse five became super real to me. God said, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup, it runs over. Every time I sanded on this table and every time I applied effort to this table, God was saying, I'm doing the exact same thing to you. As you prepare a table, so am I. Lord, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I can deal with this. I don't know if I can deal with the, the prides and the insecurities. I don't know if I can deal with the bitternesses and the hurts. I don't know if I can actually go up to that person that you told me to go up to and actually ask them for forgiveness for how I acted tons and tons of years ago. I remember when I was, a, when I was 16, I worked for this guy for one day. It was a tile guy. And I thought tile, tile work was beneath me. I went one day and I, and I never went back. Didn't even call the guy, didn't anything. And in the season, the Lord said, he reminded me of this. 
Because I was just like, Lord, I'm an open book. Anything that you want to expose, expose it. I will deal with it the best way that I know how. He, he showed me this guy's face, and I remember this guy's name. And I said, okay, Lord, if I ever see this man in public again, don't do this to God, okay? If I ever see this man in public again, I'll go apologize. So literally, two weeks later, because I'm working on a table, got to go to Lowe's. Walk around the aisle where the sandpaper is. There he stands. Does not know me at all. And the Lord said, uh-huh, what are you going to do? So I walked up and I said, excuse me, sir. I said, your name is, I'm not gonna say his name. And I introduced myself and he was just like, who is this person? I said, you probably don't remember me. I worked for you for one day when I was, uh, when I was a sophomore in high school. I thought what you did was beneath me and I quit you. And the Lord brought that to my memory and said that I needed to deal with that if I ever saw you again. Because there was something in me that would quit hard things and I'm not interested in doing that anymore. So I just asked, would you forgive me for quitting on you? He said, man, I don't remember that at all, but yeah, you're forgiven. I'm just telling you that if you will say yes to some things, you will experience more than you've ever experienced before. The people that owned that table before we got it, it had run its course in their life. It had no more value to them. But in the hands of the right person with a vision that was willing to work with it, we eat around that table as a family today. We gather around that table today. We have conversations around that table. We have friends around that table. We have dinner around that table. We meet and do life around and on top and under my kids play under that table. And I'm telling you in the hands of the right person, God, the thing in which you thought you were purposed to do and you lost that drive, he will say, I have a vision for it still. And I wanna put something back on the inside of you that you might believe again. That thing in the pepper that its, its defense mechanism, mechanism grows and it gets hotter, that is your faith. When you're connected to Jesus and you go through stressful times, your faith is expanded, your faith is grown so that when stressful times come again, you say, no, 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 I already withstood this and I have a promise and I will see the promise come to fruition because God is not a God who can lie. He has more for you. He has more for you. In a world where pressure is at an all-time high, experiencing things that we've never experienced before. Living in a, a culture like we've never lived before. If you're feeling like pressure is too much, I'm just gonna encourage you, don't quit. I'm gonna tell you, don't unplug. Don't unplug from the church. Don't unplug from relationships that push your buttons. One of the greatest things I ever did in this entire season of 2016 is I said yes to hard things. Not just to God, but anything that was gonna be challenging. Started hanging out with a guy who was in crazy great shape and he would call me and say, hey, I'm going to run bleachers at five in the morning. Do you wanna go? And yes. Because the Lord was like, if you'll say yes to hard things, easy things you won't even think about. 
If you'll say yes to the physical thing, the natural thing, you'll say yes to the supernatural thing. You want to train for a half marathon? Yes. I'm telling you, you're created for more. You can carry and you can, you can withstand more than you ever have before. And when you do, you'll come out more potent than you ever have before. Thanks for tuning in today. You can stay connected with Renew Life Church by following us on Facebook or Instagram or by visiting our website at www.renewlifechurch.com. We love you and hope you feel encouraged from this message today.